0: You're listening to Enlightenment with Morgan Jane Campbell, where we bridge the gap between the physical and the metaphysical. Today on Enlightenment with Morgan Jane, it is part one of Cosmic Breathing and how it can change your life. Hey, everyone. Uh, Welcome back. It's Casey, uh, here with MJ. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Good, good. Um, so what you been up to? Um, we haven't been here for a few weeks, so a long time. Yeah,
1: it's been a while.
0: Hectic, uh,
1: schedules. Life changes. Yeah. Complex things going on, and and just cosmic interference. Let's just put it that way.
0: Cosmic interference is yeah. that like. Static? Cosmic static?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be static.
0: Okay.
1: So, I apologize for not... um, Not doing a podcast for everybody. I mean, this has been... Yeah, well,
0: it's both of us. I mean, because I... I I have a new schedule, and it makes it difficult to... uh, Squeeze it in, but we'll do our best. So, anyways... So I guess what we're going to talk about today is breathing, as you mentioned on the podcast several times, about how you can, I don't know, make things better in life by just breathing. I believe you just have to breathe just to stay alive anyways, but um, how... That's
1: a big part of it. I mean, what's the one thing that our bodies cannot do without for more than a few minutes?
0: No breathe, no life. That's what Mr. Miyagi said.
1: Yeah, we need oxygen to survive in a physical sense. Um, I mean, we can go without food for several days, Mm -hmm. sometimes weeks. We can go without water for several days. Mm -hmm. But our bodies need oxygen every few minutes. You can only go without, without oxygen for a few minutes.
0: Yeah, and then you start getting brain damage and eventually death. But well, that's. I mean, this is basic. How is this metaphysical?
1: Um, breathing is is um it's cosmic because you. you it can force it. just just let, let's talk about the basics, the physical aspects of it first of all. Okay. Don't don't get me to go that far yet. Let's baby steps here, one step all right. at a time. No, that's fair enough. Um. So. So the bottom line is our bodies need oxygen in order to function and live. Right. And if you if you take a look at yourself, I'm, Casey, I want you to do this for me. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. And focus on where you're breathing into your body. Just become consciously aware of where your breath is coming into your body. Uh, my lungs like what What part to. of your body you know from look look at me for a second from your I, I was actually closing your... <laughs> my eyes for them. I was actually doing yes it. he was he actually <laughs> did it <laughs> from from your below your belly button to your clavicle explain to me what part of That range is your oxygen coming into your body when you take a nice deep breath.
0: Well, I feel it in my lungs.
1: Show me on your body.
0: Well, they can't see. Show me
1: and I will explain it. My lungs. In your chest.
0: Yes, in my chest. chest. My thoracic cavity.
1: Your chest. Okay, way up high in your chest. Yes. Okay. First of all, your lungs are, you should know this yeah are are much greater than just your upper chest area. Yeah. You have to go down
0: just below like uh the chassis of your diaphragm so it's just a just And your that.
1: diaphragm is actually lower than that and comes down and can expand.
0: Yeah, it's just above the diaphragm.
1: Right. So so we are breathing on a normal day-to-day basis into our chests okay we're not even using 50 percent capacity of our lungs at that point and most of us aren't even using that if you check in re- with yourself consciously on a day-to-day basis when you go throughout your day and experience certain levels of um, anxiety throughout the day, because there are certain things in a job that, or, or even day-to-day life that will cause you to experience anxiety. You get, get wound up, get frustrated, mm-hmm. or relaxed, one or the other. So, So at those moments, check in with yourself and find out where you're breathing in your body, into your body. And nine times out of ten, it's going to be up in your chest. And when that happens... You're not getting the oxygen into your body that your physical body needs. Your organs need oxygen. And if your brain is not getting the oxygen that it needs, it's going to reach down into your other organs and start pulling oxygen from your other organs. Just to have enough so it can function.
0: Would that be why we yawn?
1: Yes, when you yawn well
0: you 're yawning we 're pulling. we're pulling in you're
1: pulling oxygen in, but it's it 's your brain 's mechanism to say, "Hey, I need more oxygen so when you when uh, this happens to me on a ski lift i 'm going up on the ski lift. the higher the elevation, the more and more I start to yawn i 'm yawning because my brain is starving of oxygen at that point. I need oxygen into my brain, okay, so we yawn it 's okay. a forces the oxygen into our body and our brain needs that. Okay. When our brain reaches down into the rest of our organs to pull oxygen from it, that creates disease in our body. Okay? Disease? Disease which which can create okay. disease. Okay. All right. Okay.
0: So disease so non-ease.
1: And where does where does disease come from?
0: Well, the start of any most diseases are is inflammation.
1: And where does that come from? I don't know. The body is at dis-ease.
0: Yeah, there's an issue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's so, not chilled.
1: So this is where all of our physical ailments start from. The basics. Oxygen. Lack of in our body. Okay. By there there are millions of breathing techniques out there and they're all completely just beautiful amazing wonderful techniques that are have a purpose yoga has i don't know how many breath techniques mm-hmm. in it i
0: learned a couple in, in in school
1: they're they're all specific for whatever intention you know whatever that right. purpose is so i've created a breathing technique based on several other ones that I have experienced and learned over my lifetime, uh, that is a little bit more dynamic than that. Mm -hmm. And it truly forces more oxygen. You're bringing more oxygen into the body at a a certain amount of time. So I'm going to go back to that whole basic day-to-day routine. Here we are in an average day, and our body is taking in... Very small amount of oxygen. I'm using my hands here. Maybe you can explain this.
0: She has her hands about seven or eight inches apart from each other.
1: So in a day, we take in about this amount of oxygen okay. in this amount of time, right?
0: Her hands are way outside her sides. Like, as far as they l- can as go. As far as they can go.
1: And this is a problem because we're not getting enough oxygen. And to top it off, it's the quality of air we're breathing as well. I mean, there's so many pollutants in the air that we're taking in that are, you know, free radicals and full of chemicals and all kinds of crap that we need to get rid of. So the oxygen we take in is not... Necessarily
0: optimal for our existence.
1: Right, for our health. Right. So we have several different factors going on that's creating disease in our body. It's, you know, compounded and we have issues. Mm -hmm. So by trying to reverse that process, what I do is teach you to bring this much oxygen into your body. Her
0: arms are out as far as she can go.
1: To this amount of time.
0: Back to the six or eight inches.
1: So, by re- reversing the process, we're, in a sense, over-oxygenating our bodies for, for that amount of time. Okay? okay. And and when you do that, I'm going to get to the metaphysical piece to it now. All right. It forces forces changes in your body. First of all, it's pumping your body and your blood full of oxygen that your body needs. So... It's getting its allotment to function properly right, but because we only do this in a certain amount of time it's not a it's not an everyday thing so the the end result of this is to force you to reprogram your breathing habits, so by checking in with yourself on a on a moment to moment basis when you're starting to feel anxiety. It forces you to consciously say, okay, well, I'm breathing into my chest. Maybe I need to bring some more oxygen into my body to create, you know, a little bit more peace of mind or a little bit more relaxation. Okay. Okay. So on a physical sense, what this does is it can bring you relaxation, can relax your body. And and I'm going to go into that for just a little bit. Um, I've talked about in the past about how uh, parents – you know, we have, if you have little kids and you're, you get stressed out, you know, and they're acting up and mm-hmm. you just, you know, I think we actually did that on one of our podcasts. You just want to shake them, but don't ever do that.
0: Right. Don't shake your babies.
1: So, so take a, take a break, you know, give them a timeout, but that timeout, it's not necessarily for the kid. It is for a certain amount of time, but it's more for the parent. It's like, okay, <laughs> I need a timeout before I yeah, strangle my kid.
0: I need to put him in the corner or I'm, yeah, I'm going to do bad things yeah
1: so so take your time out count to 10 start counting to 10 and what you find yourself doing is you're actually starting to breathe so if you just you know check in with yourself and start breathing instead of the shallow breath up into our chest we might find that our life becomes a little bit easier or maybe not our external life but it helps us in a physical sense to deal with problems a little bit better well yeah it's like
0: meditation a lot of part of meditation is is breathing mm-hmm. you focus on your breathing and it clears your mind right yeah
1: so so one of the over the hundreds of years especially women I'm talking to the women out there we have been forced to hold our breath suck in our bellies you know got to be the, the skinny little barbie doll thing right you know hundreds of years ago we had to wear these corsets and and you know forced everything up into our little tiny chest so we took a little short breaths and and most women back then a lot of women passed out fainted all the time right. because yeah, there no oxygen, getting in the oxygen. The brain, yeah you know um, so take all that away and and start breathing fully into your body into your entire body not just in your chest if you look at the way a baby breathes they breathe deep into their belly and they wave it up into their chest when they're at peace yeah. and quiet and sound. If you actually watched a baby breathe, it looks like this gentle little wave yep. completely in their dogs. You look at your dog breathe. They're breathing into their whole body. And it's it's a natural thing that we have, as a human race, have forgotten How to do because societal rules and regulations have forced us to do certain things. It's also fear based, you know, when we get afraid or we hurt ourselves. What's the first thing you do when you stub your toe? Swear. But what do you do? (laughs) You're like, "Ah," you hold your breath. Yeah. You hold your breath. Yeah, you're right. Try, try this exercise at some point you know and the next time you stub your toe or hurt yourself instead of holding your breath try to breathe through it
0: yeah that makes sense
1: and guess what yeah, i've this, done this before okay
0: my mind went elsewhere i used to do martial arts i've gotten kicked in the groin several times Ooh. you drop to the ground and you're like oh you don't breathe you don't right. breathe you don't freeze. and the worst that's the worst thing to do
1: Yeah. If you start Stand the hell back
0: up, jump up and down, and breathe. Breathe. If you yeah.
1: breathe through your pain, it's a lot less painful. Women Hence giving birth, birth. Hello, you breathe through your pain. Yeah, that's it right. It makes it less painful. It makes it easier to function. Your body does what it's supposed to do when you're breathing, when you're feeding the oxygen into it.
0: Right. That makes sense.
1: So, get rid of all the crap in your life and start breathing another thing is when we experience things in our lifetime we go we go through life and we we have trauma whether it's physical emotional mental every circumstance that we deal with that's that's painful we hold that in our bodies somewhere we stuff it down inside way way down inside and we hold on to it forever until we forget about it but it's still there what that does is that also forces the breath up into our chest because there 's no room for any breath anywhere else in our body mm-hmm. because we 're holding all this crappy negative energy so so you have all these things that compound our health, you know our, our, our lack of being healthy mm-hmm. that is really if we start to breathe normally, number one we 're giving the body the oxygen it needs we're giving the the organs the oxygen they need to be healthy and whole. We're giving your your physical body all that stuff that it needs to start the healing process on on its own. Our bodies have an amazing way of healing themselves oh, and regenerating absolutely. themselves if we get rid of all the crap that we put into it and we continue to breathe properly.
0: Right. So so you're saying like the crap that happens to you in your life, you store it in your body and it makes it so it's harder for you to breathe correctly. Yes. So how do we get rid of the crap that is keeping us from being able to breathe?
1: You breathe through it.
0: But does that get rid of it?
1: The technique that I have created helps to release that and you're, you're kind of getting ahead of the game oh, okay. here because no, I, I am going to my brain that. is going I'm, yep and i'm going to address that i'm gonna, right i'm going to talk about that um but i wanted to talk about all the all the things that cause us number one that cause us to become shallow chest breathers um and number two where our ailments and our issues and physical issues come from even mental issues and all that stuff okay um so so basically we're storing all this crap in our bodies all our toxins from you know emotional toxins to physical chemical toxins in our body
0: okay now when you say emotional that basically means the stress that we're dealing with in life causes issues and i believe that definitely Yeah. yeah definitely yeah, because it, I mean, it's, there's a chemical reaction to it too. It's cortisol. And
1: right. I it's, just, it's all, yeah. it, I'm going to go back to that whole saying, as above, so below. Whatever is on the, the mental, emotional, spiritual plane affects our physical body and vice versa. You know, it's all connected. We're all, yeah. we're, we're a very complex being, but with many different levels, but they all affect each other. Right. So so yeah, you you experience trauma in your life whether it's physical, emotional or mental and it's stored in your body. It is stored in one faculty or the other. Yeah. It's all in there. No,
0: I believe that. And it Absolutely. affects how
1: we actually can function or not function for that matter. Yeah. So <clears throat> so by by breathing through this it's, it's like breathing through your pain when you stub your toe or you get an injury, you breathe right. through it. Right.
0: Kicked in the groin.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, just, just breathe. It makes it better, right?
0: Yeah, most of the time I wore a cup, but still hurt. Yeah. <laughs> just
1: saying. You know, I got kicked in the shin in karate once. Oh. And it was this, this young kid that um, he was about four times my size. He was a teenager. And he, you know, was doing what he wasn't supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. he was my sparring partner. And he got me in the shin. And I looked at him and he looked at me and it was like, he knew, oh shit, I wasn't supposed to do that. Backed off and kind of had that Mm -hmm. unspoken, I'm really sorry I fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, but I'm telling you, when I got home that night... I couldn't walk in my entire shin because we had, sh- he had sneakers on. He-, he actually had shoes on instead of actually having, I was barefoot. He had shoes on. Um, Cause he had issues with his feet. So yeah. he had to wear shoes.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: But you know, I, I got home and did some breathing through it and I actually had some other healing techniques and went through it and right. I was hundred percent better next day. But I
0: had the same experience except it was one of- with one of my karate students. The one you met. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She kicked me so hard one time. Now, someone throws a roundhouse kick at me. I just, I pick my leg up and block it. just pick my leg up and block it. She had shin pads on. I had shin pads on. She roundhouse kicked me so hard. The next three days, I was limping. She kicked me so hard. Yeah. I wish I would have known breathing techniques back then. Yep. Because... And this was just a normal sparring. She just threw a regular old boom. Mm-hmm. She just did it. Per, it was like her timing was perfect. It was just really crazy. But anyways, wow, we both have a shin kicking experience. Imagine mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah, imagine that.
0: And yours got better quicker than mine did. I bet. Yes, it did. Yeah, because I, you know, even though I was a martial artist, um, didn't really do breathing techniques. Mm. It was more of swearing. <laughs>
1: It's funny my karate shihan was was um my actually my um we were I was her mentor and she was my mentor. And oh, okay. She was the one that got me hooked on breathing techniques. So Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's awesome. Anyway, um so yeah, breathe through your pain, breathe through all of your circumstances and and you know, it's a fight or flight mechanism also. We hold our breath. Really? You know, what are you what are you supposed to do? You You hold your breath, it's an instant reaction. Learn how to breathe through it, and you'll be so much better at it. So, on a what when 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 we do this technique, it's like like I said, you're putting this much oxygen into your body—a lot, an amazing amount, incredible amounts of it—in very very short amount of time. So it's
0: like putting a ten pound uh, um, ten pounds of crap in a five pound bag. Or a, a watermelon to a Dixie cup.
1: Yeah, pretty okay. much.
0: Yeah. I'm not you, saying you, it's impossible. You're it's just going to
1: explode the Dixie cup and, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're just, you're putting more into something that, well, maybe it's not that. It's just that, uh, no, it's... no, 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 it's more of the way it's been. You're usually just bringing in a little bit in right. a long we're time. We're reversing the process. Reversing the process we're of putting a lot more into a shorter period. It's like...
1: And the reason why we do this is to force the changes more quickly, okay? Because all the other breathing techniques that you've experienced in your life, Mm -hmm. they're very subtle, very slow, effective, very effective, Yeah. but very subtle.
0: Yeah, I used to do box breathing. Mm -hmm. I'd learned. Take a breath, count to four, breathe out. No, it was... Just take a breath, hold it, hold
1: it, let it for out the same amount of time. Hold it,
0: bring it in, hold it, let it out, hold it. every And time... each
1: each section of that process is all the same amount of time. So you're yes. counting, counting to four, know, four each time. As you four. breathe in, yeah. you hold for four, and then you exhale for four, and then you hold for four, and then you breathe in for four. And yes, it. yeah,
0: and that, that yep. box breathing was one of the things. That...
1: And the effects of it is very subtle.
0: Yeah, but it, what that does is it helps you. That's good for learning to focus. focus.
1: It's your focus. Yeah,
0: that's learning to focus.
1: And each one of these techniques is for a certain purpose like that. Help with your meditation, help with your focus, whatever that may be. Another one
0: was belly breathing. They teach kids to belly breathe, to relax themselves, to calm them down from... From,
1: Which is what know, I was talking about with, with my son when right. you get the hey blow out the candle because yeah. <gasps> when you <sighs> it breathe. brings a lot into more the belly it's not into, a lung
0: right. thing it's a belly thing and it's, right, whoosh, right.
1: so so by um, doing this it's creating you know you're basically you're dumping all this oxygen into your body in a short amount of time and it creates the, an experience where changes happen more more quickly. Very rapid. So it's a more dynamic um, experience. It's a dynamic breath. It's a dynamic experience. Um, not only is it just, you know, breathing, putting this much in, but it's the technique and how we do it as well. Because it is a full belly breath, but it's a wave breath. It's not just breathing into your belly, you're filling up your entire torso. You know, from your pubic bone to your clavicle you 're filling all that up with oxygen, but you 're starting deep down in your belly mm-hmm. and you 're filling your belly up first and then you 're waving it up into your chest right and then you're exhaling it and and what you 're doing is you're you're doing this in a circular motion there 's no pause in between the inhale and the exhale, and the inhale is like a yawn. And the exhale is like a, a sigh. Okay. Yep. So, so and, this it's, and it's rapid. Okay. It's not this slow, slow, slow breath. It's a very rhythmic, faster wave breath. Okay. Okay. So, it's not so, like a
0: hyperventilation that? No. Okay. Although, Cause, I mean, because I mean, hyperventilation, a lot of people will pass out if they hyperventilate. Okay,
1: when you're hyperventilating, you're starving your brain of oxygen. Right. So this is the exact opposite. You're right. you because you're not bringing in
0: any oxygen when you're actually hyperventilating. No,
1: you're you're very very shallow chest breathing. It's like
0: yeah.
1: you can't. You're not getting oxygen into your body. It's coming and into then then your just, clavicle, and right. and, and it's you're going letting going out, right out all
0: this um, carbon. Yeah. Dioxide or monoxide, dioxide, 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 and you just, you're going to pass out.
1: Right. Because your brain is not getting oxygen. Right. You're actually starving your brain of oxygen, so it's going to shut down and you're going to, you're going to pass out. Yeah. This technique actually may have some of the same symptoms and effects as that, but it's, but what you're doing is exactly the opposite. You're over oxygenating your body. Right. So in doing that, it's forcing the changes. And on a physical level, things happen. Physically, things happen to you. Um, you you may start to feel all kinds of funky, weird things, vibrations in your body. You may feel like you're very light. You may feel very heavy. You may feel lightheaded, like you're going to pass out. You may feel tingling. And it, usually the tingling happens it starts to happen around your mouth. Like you've been drinking nose. too much. Yeah, it's like, okay, uh, I can't feel my face. Right. Um, these things happen because you're over-oxygenating your body. Now, it's not a bad thing. It I, was gonna say, no... I was just going
0: to say, is there, is there a medical issue of over-oxygenating? But I'm actually going to answer my own question on that. No. No, because it's the same idea as someone going to Denver to train. And what they're doing is they're they're forcing their body to make at a higher to, elevation. So yeah, they're working out at a higher elevation, and they're creating their making their their uh, body create more red blood cells, create more erythropoietin, which creates the red blood cells, right. and right, and that so that when they're no longer in that higher elevation, they go down to a lower elevation. They're over oxygenated, anyways.
1: Yep, yep. And and what that does when you when you do it at such a fast, rapid speed. Um, your blood doesn't have time, your body doesn't have time to acclimate to that so fast. So that's why you have all these physical things happen to it. Mm -hmm. After you do this for a few minutes and your body starts to acclimate to it and get used to it, then those symptoms all go away.
0: Well, we've done this to me. You you had me do this one time. And I had the, I couldn't lift my damn arms. (laughs) And I've, and started laughing oh my god it was weird it was weird but it was cool at the same time it was just like holy shit i can't lift my arms right and that i'm not i'm not bullshitting you guys i literally was trying to lift my arms and i physically could not do it but another thing that i noticed that i did during that is you over oxygenate yourself so much that you end up beginning to breathe sometimes because your body has so much oxygen
1: there's a point where when when you're doing this your body has enough oxygen and your brain has enough oxygen to survive so you may drop off into and i'm going to talk about this a little bit more in depth but since you brought it up i'm going to touch on it right now you may drop off into a little deep state of meditation which your body decides oh I don't need to breathe. So you stop breathing. Well, your mind goes on this little journey of meditation. Yeah. And, you know, whatever you do at that point. Until you realize, oh crap, I'm not breathing. But <laughs> <Right>. I gotta <gasps> okay, breathe again. I gotta yeah. start breathing again. Or you have a facilitator around that's standing there watching you and deciding, okay, well, yeah, I'm coming back anytime yeah. now, okay. You know, and and a lot of times I'll just go by and I'll put my hand on, on somebody's chest and And it just, just enough so it doesn't bring them out of their meditation, but it brings them back into their breath. Right. Because I will tell you, I've been doing this for a very long time and I've experimented with, I've had so many, it's really cool. And I'll talk about some of my experiences and and some things that have happened to me. But I want to say that I've been doing this long enough and it's part of my everyday life to check in with myself to make sure I'm breathing deep into my body as opposed to shallow chest breathing, because it, it, it's to, you you're reprogramming yourself, so your body remembers how to do this eventually. Okay. Once you do it for a certain amount of time, your body remembers it. And if you're if you're a person that that is healthy and and does breathing techniques. Your body is used to the oxygen that is co- that's coming into it. So you may not have all these funky, you know, physical experiences. But when I'm doing a session like this, mm-hmm. I need a facilitator there to force me to keep breathing. Because the more and longer you do this, the more oxygen you put into it, the bigger your experience that you will get out of it. Right. Just like anything. Anything in your life. I don't care what it is. The more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it.
0: Absolutely. So
1: if I start breathing on my own, and I do it on my own just because I need to, you know, I can't always have a facilitator around 24-7, right? Never mind. Right. (laughs) So I'll be breathing for about five minutes and then, or if I make it that long, and then I'll stop breathing. And I'm gone on my little journey for a while and then i come back and start breathing again so my experiences aren't as dynamic as i would like them to be sometimes Mm -hmm. so so part of that is my body knows what it's doing and it's already programmed to do this and, and whatever um but people who who um who have not done this all the time or as much as they should you know if they're just starting out in this it's it's hard to keep yourself in the breath because you know what it's a lot of work
0: yes it is it's tiring
1: it it can be funny thing is it can be exhausting it's a workout (laughs) yeah
0: it's weird i mean because you're but it's because you're not breathing the way you're used to breathing which is i mean breathing is involuntary Right. I don't have to think about it. It right. just does that. And when you have to turn around and switch your brain to, oh, think about the way you're breathing. Yeah. it's a it's, It becomes a chore. It's a chore. It becomes work. It becomes, okay, this is how I have to breathe in. This is how I have to breathe out. This isn't a bad thing. It's just you're training your body. It's right. the same idea as, okay, I want to learn to, I don't know, jog. I want to do a 5K. Right. You don't just start running three miles You run a quarter of a mile and then you walk a quarter of a mile. You run a quarter of a mile, you walk a quarter of a mile until you get to the point where you can run that 5K. This is the same idea. It is. It's It's like you just, you got to start slow. And you're going to get tired from doing it because it's weird. It's so different. Not, Not like bad weird. It's just, it's different. It's very different. My first experience was like, my emotions were, it was a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, I had a lot of stuff going on and, my past and yeah, kind we'll of tell,
1: we'll talk about that yeah too. that's yeah.
0: dealt with that and sort of and um yeah so it's uh learning to breathe like that is different
1: yeah and and it's um even for me it can be work because you know we all get lazy and we all get complacent and yeah. that's why i need a facilitator here to force me to breathe bigger so that i can have a bigger experience right
0: so does that mean you can't or shouldn't do this without a facilitator?
1: Um it, it's I wouldn't recommend it right off the bat, you know, I, even when I started doing this I I had to go to um we had again we had group sessions that we would do. Mm-hmm. We would, you know, all breathe in a group and we were taught how to do it. Um, you know, I've taken all these tools that I've added to my toolbox and modified it into my own system. Yeah. Um, And even with this, as I started out, it wasn't, because it's so hard to, you know, it's a lot of work. It's hard to do on your own to keep yourself in it. Plus there are things that happen that you may need help working through. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say this to scare people and deter people from, from breathing properly, (laughs) I just, it, it can be a kind of a, um, an odd experience for somebody at first in the first few times that you do this. If your body is not used to the oxygen it's bringing in, mm-hmm. again, it forces these weird, funky things, um, these changes in your body that you may not understand. And it helps to have somebody there not only... Um, help you work through those things, help you talk about things, help you, you know, understand what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like y- you your experience.
0: Yeah. The, the biggest thing I remember is that my, I couldn't lift my arms up and, and that was weird. Yeah. I wasn't freaked out about it. I was actually laughing.
1: But I'm going to tell you right now, some people would panic on that and have an anxiety or start to have an anxiety attack. Which is
0: really silly because they're breathing, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. But I mean, if you think about it, they, and, and when I sit down with a group and I, I teach people how to do this in a group and we're breathing in a group, I tell them right off the bat, I said, look, things, physical things can happen, may or may not happen in a session. If these things happen to you, like, for instance, what happened to you? You yeah. couldn't lift your arms. There are two ways people look at that. There are two types of people, okay? There is a person that, and I I did this in, in my first session, but I wasn't, you know, I was kind of like you, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah. You, you're you like, oh, my God, I can't move my arms. Yeah. I can't move. If. Someone who is a control freak or, you know, and I talk to women who own, own their own businesses because those are the, the people that I see the most with, that have the hardest time with this. Yeah. You have a tendency to try to control everything. And they're, they're those people that have to be in control of everything. Well, if they can't control their own body in a, in a session where they're actually just breathing oxygen, mm-hmm. it's a little scary. Yeah. It can be overwhelming. So, so there are two things that happen. You either say, oh my God, I can't move my arms and and you start to freak out, which creates more of that in your body and creates more of that reaction of, of, um, kind of an, an anxiety place where you're, so
0: what you shouldn't look at them and go, relax, just breathe.
1: (laughs) The other type of person. One you should never
0: tell a woman to just relax. Anyways, go on. Probably not a a good idea. idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The other kind of person is the the you can you can take it as the the hippie approach, the backseat approach, you know, and you go, oh, that's kind of cool. Like me, hands. I was
0: laughing my butt off. Yeah, you guys hysterical. It's so weird.
1: It is when when you're just taking in oxygen. And these weird, funky things happen to your body. You you just, you either have to say, oh my God, or you have to say, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And go with it. If you decide, and I highly recommend to just go with it and, you know, take that backseat approach and say, wow, okay, I'm not sure what's happening to me, but I'm going to go along for the ride and see where it takes me. Yeah. At that point, you kind of work through that, whatever that part is, however that's affecting your physical body. Because, again, the more oxygen you bring into your body and the more time your body has to acclimate to it, those symptoms go away. But if you're that person that freaks out over it and has to control everything, then it's not going to go away because you're, you're you're keeping a hold of that stuff and you're freaking out. Right, right, right. So it causes more of that. So, so that's the problem. Okay. That's why it's good to have a facilitator around because... When things happen to you like that, you kind of get a little nervous and scared and and afraid of, you know, what might happen and why these, you know, all this stuff goes through your head. Right. It's like, am I having a heart attack or, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean?
0: Well, uh, no, your heart's getting good oxygen. Trust me.
1: So, yes, it's good to have a facilitator around. However, I don't want that to stop people from breathing properly. Right. So we can, we can talk a little bit about that. But I want to go back into the whole um things that this is good for. We talked about the physical part of it, right? Okay, your body needs oxygen. Bottom line, you need oxygen. Gives your body the ability to heal itself. Um, all kinds of good positive things about that.
0: Right, makes you focus.
1: Well, then you're getting into the different different aspect of it, and we call oh, it okay. we call it PEMS, physical. Okay, we talked about the physical. Mm-hmm. So not only is it good for your physical body, um, well, it also helps to lower blood pressure too. Yeah. So you're. I'm gonna just put it out there and say, you know what? Any physical ailment that you have, this is good for it. I don't care what it is, and you go to any doctor. And you talk to them about breathing, they're going to tell you to breathe. They're not going to tell you not to breathe. Yeah, they're not going to say, hold your breath for as long as you can. Um, so that being said, we'll move on to the E in PEMS. It's emotional, okay? So emotionally, you talked about earlier, you know, you were asking questions about all of our experiences that we store in our body. Yeah. So this is the emotional piece to it. Emotionally... Yeah, we have all that crap that we've stuffed down inside. Breathing helps us to release that. And the really cool thing about this is when I first started doing this. First of all, I'm I'm I teach metaphysics. I teach meditation. I am also a spiritual counselor. Okay? So so number one, I know how difficult it is to meditate and clear your mind and focus, you know, like literally dump all that shit. Right. Okay. Number two, I'm a spiritual counselor. I also know how difficult it might be for somebody to sit with me and talk about all their issues and have to rehash that and analyze it and, and think about that stuff and focus on it and blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this is a tool to help you release all that emotional baggage without having to analyze it, understand it, know why it's there, know where it came from. Mm-hmm. You can just let it go and breathe through it and not have to worry about it. How? Huh. Because it surfaces, it, 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 every session is different, okay? And every person's session is different. So I'm not saying you'll have a major emotional release the first time you breathe and every time you breathe. I'm saying that whatever your body needs at any point in time, it's going to get through this technique. So if you have emotional baggage that is affecting you in your lifetime at that point in time, and you don't know what that is or where it is, or maybe it's even past life stuff if you believe in that, Mm -hmm. it can come up. And surface in an emotion. And you can just breathe through it and let it go. Now, that's not to say it won't come up again at some point in time. I was just going to
0: say, just because you breathe through something doesn't mean that you've dealt with it the way that you may need to actually deal with it.
1: Well, I can tell you the more you do this, <clears throat> the more you let go of that stuff. And the more you'll never have to revisit it. Okay. Okay. And that's from experience, not only my own personal experience, but all of the people in this community that that have been working on this and doing this for a long time, and even clients and colleagues and you name it. It's it's inevitable. it's, yeah, it's, almost, like,
0: it's almost like a it's almost like a um, a version of therapy.
1: It is. This is why I use but it. But you're I not
0: thought. talking to anybody. You're right. just dealing with it yourself. But is that healthy?
1: It's very healthy. Okay. Here, here's what happens. Well, I, okay. I'll I'll talk about this, and then I want to go back to the physical part for something because it's about releasing toxins. Okay. This is a this is an emotional toxin in our body. Okay. Okay. So, um. You, Let me ask you something. Have you ever been to a counselor or... Yes. Okay. So, what did you get out of that?
0: Um... No, you don't have to give me
1: details, Direction. Okay.
0: Made me realize that I wasn't in such a bad position that I thought I was.
1: Okay. And how did you come to that... To terms with
0: that? How did I come to terms with that?
1: Yeah. Like, how did you come to that deduction? What do you mean? How did you determine that that's exactly what you were doing?
0: Oh, that I was getting a new direction? Yeah. Uh, Because I listened to what she said and it made sense to me. So I said, oh. Okay. Wow.
1: But did you have to talk about what was bothering you?
0: Yeah, I was there. I was basically, it was like situational depression. I had all this shit going on and blah, blah, blah. And she basically just told me that I had a... I had a blank page in my life and I could do anything I wanted Mm -hmm. and I was like after she said that I mean I went home and I thought about it and I was like holy
1: shit yeah that's a big aha moment
0: she's kind of like right (laughs) so I ended up going to phlebotomy school
1: okay so that those words from her changed your life yeah okay did you still carry that emotional baggage with you?
0: The reason why I was there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I still do some, yeah.
1: Okay. That's the key some, right there.
0: Some. It's the whole truck driving thing. Okay. Why I can't drive a truck anymore. It's annoying. Yeah. It's re- it's annoying because, you know, I've thought about, like, getting into different jobs, but some of them say, oh, you need a CDL uh, DOT card. Right. I can't have one. Right. It may not be driving at all, but if I need a DOT card... I can't have one, right? Which is annoying to me because I'm physically fit, well, physically able to do just about anything, but because of a medical issue, a, a lifelong okay.
1: Medical so, issue. so basically, <laughs> what I'm saying is that still, that scar is still yeah, there. That's
0: still annoying, okay, as hell.
1: Yes. So, I can tell you that doing this breathing technique through time. It brings you to a place where, see, this is something you already know. You know that in your body. You know that in your in your emotional yeah. being, okay? Um, it may help bring you to a place where you're more accepting of that and, and you're comfortable with it and happy with it, okay? And you can take ownership of that and not let it control you and make you feel really bad about not being able to do certain things anymore. Yeah. Okay? So that's the difference. Um someone who has experienced a lot of emotional trauma in their life and is very hesitant to talk about it and rehash it because it's very it's it's raw still. Oh yeah. May not I mean may not get as much out of one session with a counselor as you did with that.
0: Well, it took me 5 weeks, but yeah, eventually it was She made this comment and then I was after, I didn't have to go back after that.
1: And sometimes. I went back one more
0: time and said, I'm good.
1: I'm I'm done here. Yeah. I'm good. And sometimes it's just one thing that somebody tells you. Yeah. That could have been anybody telling you that same thing. Yeah. May not have had the same effect on you. Yeah. But. Right. You know, or it may have had a more dynamic effect on you. Exactly. So. So for you, that was okay, but you still carry emotional baggage with that. A little
0: bit, yeah. I'm a little still annoyed with the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's not it's not a um, my life is terrible because of it. It's just more right. Of, it's more of a wound.
1: Not, it's still yeah. It's
0: just kind of like sometimes
1: it's, there'll be some you know like when a wound, wound is there.
0: a wound is healing, it's itchy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, this is a fucking itchy itchy wound all the time. Right. It just every once in a while, I just kind of have to scratch it. Yeah. And it's just like, uh so annoying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's pretty Kinda much like what fruit it is. flies in my wine. <laughs> yes, fruit oh,
0: so. <laughs> Just drink your wine faster. You won't have fruit flies.
1: Sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, breathing can change that. Okay. A lot of people will come in and, and start this technique and, and, things will come up emotionally things come up. I mean, I I can tell you I've breathed in groups with 30 people. Okay. And
0: is there ever like a connection?
1: Oh, (laughs) I'm going to tell you about a connection. All right, cool. So this, this one night we had, we, we had probably 25, 30 people in the room. I don't remember exactly what the count was, but we, and, and we all were laying in a circle and
0: Jesus, that sounds like a cult.
1: What well, <laughs> is the breathing occult? Okay, because we're all getting high on oxygen, right? Right. So, so I remember one guy clear across the room. I could hear him start pounding on the floor. Okay, drumming on the floor. All right. So this is one person he's way over on the other side of the room. Wouldn't and that he's... be
0: annoying for everybody else?
1: Well, what happened? No, because you all get in this whole. It's kind of hard to explain. But anyway, in this situation, it went from him to the next person to the next person. And this wave of energy just flowed right around the circle. And every single person in the room was drumming on the floor. And it was the most intense, incredible, aha experience that you can ever imagine. It was so cool. It was like... Wow, and, and but you're still in your own little session, even though you're doing this and you're connected to everybody else. You're still no, wait, having no, no problem. Was everybody
0: drumming at the same? Everybody rhythm? was
1: drumming on the floor at the
0: same rhythm, or yeah, was it all well, just I mean, a bunch was, of like? I don't know.
1: Red. I don't know, but it sounded oh. cool. It felt cool. The energy right. was amazing.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: It, who knows? I don't know. I I may have had my own little delusions of everything, right? Because like I said, yeah. we're still all in our own little sessions, even though we're connected and part of the whole collective.
0: You <laughs> like the Borg.
1: It was insane. <laughs> so so talk about emo. That's an emotional release. Okay, you can have somebody. Now I've had sessions in groups like that where you know I've been breathing because I'm I'm a facilitator. I go around I help people right and I'm yeah. you know teach people this. I'm breathing with the group. Other people are facilitating this group, but I'm breathing. with Actually, there was only one facilitator and we had a huge group. Um so I'm breathing and I hear this this woman over here off to my left and and she's I could tell I could sense she's having a difficult time. So the facilitators over here. Now I've got my eyes closed and I'm like deep in meditation, deep in breathing. This is like halfway through the session, right? And I know the facilitators over here. You you, you get to a point where there's like a total awareness of you know, depending on who you are and what your goal and purpose is in this whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, and because I'm a facilitator, I'm tuned in and aware of all this stuff. So so the facilitator's over here, and she's a great friend of mine. And and I just had this feeling that she looked over her shoulder at me because she was focused on another person that was dealing with some issues. She looked over her shoulder at me, and it was almost like this unconscious, you know, connection. Yeah, I got it. I'm on it, you know. and mm-hmm. And I, like you know, mentally was with that woman on the other side that needed help, helping her work through things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dealing with whatever emotional baggage she was releasing.
0: So you didn't get up.
1: I did not get up.
0: You stayed right where you were and you talked to her through the whole breathing. session.
1: I didn't talk to her. There were no words exchanged. Okay. There's a whole cosmic metaphysical piece to it that we haven't even gotten into. We were just talking about the physical, now we're on the emotional part, which just exploded into this whole other realm. Cause if so, you guys can see me, my
0: face is like, What the fuck are you talking about? How do you do that? How does that happen?
1: Metaphysics, baby. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> metaphysics, baby. What the
1: <laughs> uh, you sounded like Elvis possible. when you said that too. <laughs> Maybe I'm channeling Elvis. Oh my Elvis. god.
0: Murder physics, bye, bye. You good at
1: that.
0: Thank you. <laughs> very, very much.
1: Don't push it. So anyway, here we come up out of the session and and you know everybody goes around and shares their experience and this woman. Shares her experience of, you know, somehow connecting with me and me helping her work through her emotional baggage. And you didn't baggage. move. No, you did not move.
0: You just lay there and breathe. Uh huh. And she thanked you for helping her. Mm-hmm.
1: So not only did she thank me for, for helping her work through her session, mm-hmm. she actually thought that I had gotten up and walked over there and worked on her physically.
0: She thought you physically got up and went over. Yes. That's weird. That's weird. That's metaphysics, baby. I don't get it. That's weird. (laughs) That's strange. Anyways. Well, um, we're already uh, an hour in, and we have a lot more to talk about, don't we?
1: Yes, we do. We have lots more.
0: On the breathing thing. Because there's, I know you mentioned there's four parts to it, the physical... Emotional, which we were just dealing with, spirit, uh, mental and spiritual. Yes. So I think what we'll do is we will um, make this a two-parter. We'll do another, however long we do, on the mental and spiritual. How's that sound?
1: No, that would be on the, yeah, the mental and spiritual. Yeah,
0: like I said, the <laughs> mental and spiritual. Uh, Where are we?
1: I My, my brain was... Going someplace else. Because That's okay. There's there's a lot of other my, stuff. I mean, my brain is always going someplace
0: else. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank you for listening and have an enlightened day. If you want to contact Morgan Jane, she can be reached at askmorganjane at gmail dot com. That's a s k m o r g a n j a y n e at gmail dot com. Or you can contact her at her Facebook at Morgan Jane Campbell or myself, Casey Parker on Facebook. You can hear Enlightenment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, PocketCast, Radio Public, and Stitcher.